Welcome to the Friends of Folklore, where two sisters tell tales from the briny depths of the ocean, the darkest caves hidden in misty mountains, and even mysteries hiding in your own backyard. Fear not, dear audience. Come inside, bundle up with a blanket, a cup of tea, and your favorite fuzzy animal, and you too can become a friend of folklore. Welcome to the Friends of Folkly. Folkly? Welcome to the Friends of Folkly. <laughs> We're just going to keep going. I'm editing. I'll cut it out. Honestly, <laughs> welcome to the Friends of Folkly. It's a new podcast. <gasps> oh my god, that was amazing. You know what? Happy fucking New Year, Friends of Folklore. I'm Sydney, the tallest of the sisters. And I'm Abby, the smallest of the sisters. We're starting off strong. We're tired. The new year is hard. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just bad, mad vibing you. Oh my god, I'm so fucking done already. And 2020 started three days ago. 2020 started three days ago? Did you reset the oh, simulation? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So, god. I was fine i was doing really not that you asked how i am but I'm yeah how are you i'm so sorry um, i'm great um i'm not great so i <laughs> i was doing really well and then last night i was like on my phone and i kind of started doom scrolling a little bit uh-huh. and i ended up having like my first panic attack first panic attack of 2021 oh my god congratulations and, uh, <laughs> thank you i got out of the way early and i was just like trying to be cool and I kind of got through it, but it's really thrown off my whole day. Like, I needed to go to Walgreens and decided that I needed to put on a full face of makeup. And, like, I needed... Basically, what I needed to do, the look I was going for was reminding everybody that I am the main character in this town witch sim. Mm-hmm. Sure. No, I got it. So, that's and it went really well. Yeah, right? And so I went to Walgreens. I went to Michael's and didn't find any fucking ribbons, which pissed me off. That's some bullshit. And... I came home and then I poured salsa all over my witchy outfit, so now I'm just in yoga pants, but I'm still wearing my Alexandrite earrings, so we have that Oh, honey, I'm so sorry that you spilled salsa all over yourself. <laughs> all over my witchy outfit. Oh, pumpkin, it happens to the best of us. Now I feel uh, you. I'm still, like, in last night's makeup, and I am just, like, I have to go back to work tomorrow. No, don't. Me too. <laughs> like... I don't, I don't want to, like, I don't, don't want to do that. To. Because of COVID, like, to. we moved online a week in advance earlier than we wanted to. Mm-hmm. I haven't worked since the 12th of December. How am I supposed Mm-mm. to, like, just go back tomorrow? Like. I know. No, I, I mean, I've, I've been working off and on throughout the holidays. Like, I had, you know, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. I had New Year's Eve, New Year's Day off. But, like, that last four-day weekend was supposed to last forever, and it didn't, and I'm still so tired. I'm exhausted, and I just can't. Mm-hmm. I just can't, honestly. I just can't. Um, but, like, not that you asked, but I'm great, other than the havoc that I have. I mean, you know what? I'm fucking fantastic. Thank you for asking. Great. I have a, I feel like a, a smaller topic to talk about today. We're just kind oh, of, please. we're starting off the new year. We're starting it off slow. We're, st- you know, slow burn. We have all of 2021, not 2020, um, to get through. <laughs> so I figured uh-huh. um, the best way to kind of start off this year was to, first of all, fix my headphones and not hang up on you. I got new headphones and I'm genuinely fear like afraid that like if I keep adjusting it, that it's going to hang up on you. 
<laughs> so if I hang up on you, sorry. Um, no worries. No, God, but it's I, so hard to be with your new AirPods. I know. Like, oh. It is so hard to me. I'm so bougie. It's so hard to be me. Um, <laughs> but what? I did. I figured the best way for us to start off this year was by telling you, like, a little local ghost story. So, um... Yay! If you recall, um, our episode 23, where firemen put their boots, I told you all about Washington Square Park and the hauntings that occur in and around that park. Well, this story is not too far from our favorite little spooky park. So, for reference... Washington Square Park is located on Waverly Place, right below West 8th Street. <gasps> there are wizards there. There are wizards. <laughs> hey, Sydney, I'm gonna need you to make a vow that you never mention wizards of Waverly Place to my face I will ever make, again. I, first of all, we're over the phone, so it's not to your face. And second of all, I will make no such promises. How dare you? You're like, oh, there's wizards there. No, actually, I saw the same thing when I was like doing my research. I was like, oh, wizards. Um, I never watched that show. I don't know why I know about it. Because I watched it all the time. I feel like I was, the, oh, yeah. I feel like I watched more Disney Channel and then you were just there. And so you also kind of yeah. like kind of watched Disney Channel, but not really. <laughs> you know, like we shared a room for a really long time. So you you have secondhand yeah. Disney Channel, um, but yeah. So it's on Waverly <laughs> Place, right below West Eighth Street. And this week I'll be covering fourteen West Tenth Street. It's very um, it's more famously known as the House of Death, but I'll probably continually refer to it as fourteen West Tenth Street. And I'll get it wrong. I'm gonna do every single combination. I'll probably do ten West Fourteenth Street. Keep you on your toes. I don't know. We need, like, um, a, what about a nickname? Can we have a nickname for this house? Well, it is what called... About, the, what if we call it... It is what? called the House of Death. I just think that it's a little rude. <laughs> so, okay, so just, just, just call it good old Fortini. Good old Fortini. So, good old Fortini is located right <laughs> above Washington Square Park and functions to this day as a large apartment building. Um, it was built in the late 1830s or 1850s. I have contradicting dates, but around mm-hmm. there, you know, near um, the start of the Civil War, which is a perfect time to fill your house with very haunted ghosts. Like, yeah, why the it's fuck a good not? Time for it. Um, originally, the brownstone was a single-use family home um, for a NYC socialite, Mrs. James Borman Johnson. Um, her oh, husband. Oh fuck yeah! Hold on, hold on, yeah. Borman. Borman. B-O-O-R-Borman. Borman. Borman Johnson. I love it. Sorry, I'm always like, name? I need that name. I write down that name. I use that name in a book. You use that name in a book. Well, the thing is that, like, it sucks because I couldn't find her name, so it only refers to her as Mrs. James Borman Johnson. So, when I was in college, I did this really cool project where we were given the name of a woman in New Mexico who had a lot to do with the suffrage... Um, Mm -hmm. movement here in New Mexico Mm -hmm. and you had to find out as much information about her as you could and I I remember the woman I got her name was Mrs. George Franger and I had the same problem I was like why is she by her husband's name Mm -hmm. and it was just like a thing they did back then and I actually was able to find that her first name was Laura and Mm. I was able to find a photograph of her I was able to find all kinds of crazy shit it was super cool dude sorry that's just like one of my favorite things I ever did no that's I was a history minor but thank you oh I'm so mm, bougie um (laughs) I would have double majored but I hate being told what to do and there are a lot of classes I didn't want to take (laughs) big fucking mood there so um Mrs. Johnson um her husband was a founding member of the Metropolitan Underground Railroad and the Broadway Underground Railroad and the reason why she lived there by herself um 
I don't know. I didn't Google it. Oh, like the under. Okay, you said Broadway, and I was like, was there like a secret theater Fight Club situation? Sydney's like, hold but on, I'm this realizing might now be... it's just the Underground Railroad. No, I think that's just very niche into like what you would love to know about, like an Underground Theater Fight Club. Yeah, like for a second I thought that's what you were talking about. I got really excited. I'm still very <laughs> excited about the Underground Railroad. Do not get me wrong. You know what? But I don't, someone I don't... write that story. It should probably be written. Yeah, it's probably going to be you. Um, unfortunately, I don't yeah, know much probably. about the fella. <laughs> Because he died in 1851, um, like, right before she moved into the house. So, um, and, but Mrs. Johnson didn't live there long, but she is, like, the, the OG person who lived there. Um, and the reason why she didn't live there very long is because another famous man took residence at 14 West 10th Street. A man by the name of Mark Twain. You may have heard of him. A Mark Twain. A Mark Twain. Samuel Clemens. Well, that's what I was about to say. His real name is (laughs) Samuel Langhorn. Langhorn? I actually don't know his middle name, but I fucking love it. Isn't it great? There's an E at the end. Langhorn. (laughs) Langhorn Borman. Yes. No. Coming in my next novel. (laughs) Coming into my next novel. Um, Yeah, so Samuel Clemens, um, Mark Twain, was an American writer, humorist, entrepreneur, publisher, and lecturer. He was known as the father of American literature. Mark Twain wrote the novel The Adventures of Tom Sawyer and its sequel The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. If you didn't know, now you know. So... However, what you might not know about Mr. Twain here is that our man was one hell of a skeptic. He expressed his disbelief of the paranormal in the short story aptly titled A Ghost Story, in which a ghost haunts its own fake corpse? What? Unclear. Haven't read it myself. So the story that he wrote is about a ghost haunting his own corpse. His own fake corpse, you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I didn't dig. I so, didn't dig enough into that. <laughs> I just thought it was Mark Twain being Mark Twain. I'm gonna be real with y'all right now. I'm gonna be real with y'all right now. <laughs> I didn't Google enough about that. <laughs> He's not why we're here. You know, it's interesting that so many. Um, like, I love to find out because I feel like with writers, you either staunchly believe in the paranormal or you think it's all total bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like Houdini was like that, and like Sir Conan, Arthur Conan Doyle were like that. Yeah, it's very, no, it's very, very interesting that, like, people who spend their entire lives working with the fake are such, like, mm-hmm. skeptics about it. Like, dude, like, a well, little Arthur Conan Doyle was a huge spiritualist. Oh, was he? Oh, okay, sorry, I thought it was the other way oh, around. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, I, I didn't specify. And also, like, I said writers, and then I said Harry Houdini, who I don't believe was a writer, so. No, not the last time. Well, but I don't feel like the thing about Houdini breaks my heart, because, like, he and his mom had, like, an agreement that if the, one of them got to the yeah. other side, they would say something to them, and or that they would show them in, like, a certain sentence, and, oh, my heart. Anyway, we don't have time to cry over Houdini right now. That's not why we're here. Um, it could be. <laughs> I mean, it could. I mean, it's our podcast. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. But... During his life, Twain refused to believe in the unexplained, but for but even our reasonable and logical man here couldn't explain all of the happenings in this New York brownstone. Twain, Twain moved into the house in 1900 and only stayed until 1901. So whether it be ghost or something else, Twain did not enjoy his time at 14 West 10th Street, and I'm about to tell you, which, uh, maybe why. Maybe he wasn't a fan. <laughs> so... One evening, as Twain was doing some rather Twain-like activities, I'm sure, like being fancy and drinking scotch and contemplating his next novel by the fire, um, all of the sudden he saw a piece of kindling wood move by itself near the fireplace. Apparently, Twain reacted how any of us would, and he grabbed his pistol and shot directly at the piece of wood. I mean, he was an American. He was the father of American literature. (laughs) America. America. Um, America. 
The kindling then fell to the floor, and Twain noted a few drops of blood near the kindling, which is really odd. Like, did he just kill some sort of wood kindling's family member? Like, <laughs> Ophelia, he stabbed your dad through a curtain. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining someone was hiding in the room trying yeah. to steal, like secrets about American novels and he just shot him and the guy's just like, like I need my right? But according to Twain, no intruders, animals, or anything of that nature were ever found to help him explain the event. But Twain refused to admit that anything paranormal in nature occurred and that it was just a freak accident. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, nothing says I don't believe in ghosts quite like a man who shoots at inanimate objects in the middle of the night. Nope. Toad's normal thing to do there, Twainy totally get it i mean like what would you do not shoot a piece of wood i mean like i know that but like what would you do i'd I'd invest i mean like it's dancing if it's dancing i mean first of all check for a draft yeah i know that's the first thing i had to do i'm like i think that's called the wind close the flu you dipshit yeah (laughs) close the flu jesus christ Even though that Mark Twain only lived there in the building for a year, there is still a small bronze plaque outside the building that was placed there in his honor. And while Mark may have left the building, it is rumored that his ghost still haunts the halls of 14 West 10th Street. Twain has been reported... Yes, go ahead. Can you imagine, like, <laughs> you live one place for a year and you kind of hated it, yeah. and that's the place you haunt for all of eternity. Seems a little like, weird. Like, like, think about your last apartment, Abby. <laughs> you live to a ripe old age of 107, <laughs> and you haunt that apartment that you didn't like. Yeah, my basement that you apartment. you lived in when you were 22. Like, for the rest hell. of all eternity. For the rest of eternity. Like, come on. He just wakes up there and he's like, fuck. It's like, God damn it. First of all, didn't even believe I would become this. And now I'm stuck here. This is bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> um, but basically, he has been reported walking around in a white suit. And the superintendent of the building has been reported saying that that fella Clemens has been seen by different people. Over the years, the superintendent also told the tale of a young woman who saw a man sitting in a chair staring out a window on the bottom floor of the apartment of the building. Mm -hmm. When asked what he was doing there, the man replied, my name is Clemens and I got a problem here that I got to (laughs) settle. Why? He sounds like an old timey Western. Unclear. (laughs) You know, I feel like I feel like the reason you make him sound like that is because you, like myself, equate um oh fuck i was hoping i'd remember his name by the end of this sentence oh i hate it when that happens <laughs> hold on i believe in you i'll edit this out sam something oh are you talking about the guy that mom is in love with yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he was in uh don't you worry he was in sam elliott meet the fosters sam elliott <laughs> that's not a movie that he should be known for by the way <laughs> Meet the. I was thinking like he's like a Western actor, and I'm like Meet the Fosters. Thank you for smoking. No. <laughs> Thank you for smoking. He was in the Golden Compass. The original one. Yeah, not the new one. Not the not the his Dark Materials. The new one's good. I haven't seen season two myself, but I've been busy I've with Bridgerton. One episode. Oh God, Bridgerton. You know, dude, you're missing the fuck out. Okay, here's the thing. I uh, not me. I watched it with you. Um, no, not Bridgerton. Talking about his Dark Materials. Okay, yeah. I was like, dude, we watched it together. <laughs> you're like, Abby, I was there. No, I'm saying that you need to watch his Dark Materials because no, that do. shit's good. And it's got that girl, Daphne, whoever. Daphne Keene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. She's we really love us good. some Daphne Keene. She is Yeah, Bridgerton was 
Bridgerton was fun, but I wouldn't necessarily call it good. Okay, so first of all, you're lying to yourself. The novel's quite good. I'm reading it right now. Is it? Yeah, it's a romance novel. Like, it's a straight-up romance novel, but that's No shame. No shame in your game. No shame in my game. Hey, you know what? I'm here for it. Thank you. I do appreciate the support. And now, back to our tale. So, shortly after Twain... You said it was short. I'm trying to pad the time and you keep interrupting me. Sydney, you need to learn about Mark Twain! (laughs) (laughs) No, I do appreciate you interrupting. I feel like you say that every time, though. Like, I usually feel like I have such shorter episodes and then I normally end up not having shorter episodes, but still. But still, yeah, it's true. So... Shortly after Twain left 14 West 10th Street, the building was converted into a multi-family apartment building and still functions as one today. Most recently, a two-bedroom apartment in that building was rented for 4800 a month for a little over 1,000 square feet. That's four of my house. Ain't that some bullshit? Almost five. Almost five of my house. Uh-huh. That's what I'm saying. That's like... So, so, okay, so wait, hold on, hold on, go back just a little bit. Yeah. Mark Twain lived in that whole building by himself? Mm-hmm. So it was a, yeah, it was a single family home, and now it's been converted into ten apartments. How much, how much, what do you mean? I have three bedrooms, and one of them I'm like, I'm not really sure what this room even is. <laughs> right? You're like, find uses for all of those rooms. You know what? I guess that, I mean, but like, when you live... I mean, again, look at Bridgerton. Like, they have so many stupid-ass rooms just for sitting in. Like the 19th parlor. Yeah, right. There are 10 apartments located in this building. And according mm-hmm. to Street Easy, there are several apartments that have been ro- that have rotated people in and out with some frequency. Those apartments are 4W, GE, and 2W. Also on Street Easy, there are two past listings from 2010 that are entitled- that are titles as unknown for the unit like for the unit number okay and both postings display a photo of a large living room with floor to ceiling windows and like a dingy burnt looking fireplace and i gotta tell you she's the creepiest thing ever so that first link if you want to open it hell yeah to take a look i was like why didn't you include a link and you did i sure did so this is one of the unknown and it's seems like it's top floor (gasps) um Parquet flooring. I know. Who doesn't love some good parquet flooring? But, like, look at how big this window is. Like, this seems like a top floor thing, right? Yeah, I feel like at least it's third floor. But, like, look at how creepy it is. Dude, I don't know. There's I'm just kind of about obsessed. that old. Like, I'm obsessed. <laughs> five, like, it's I'm obsessed. $5,500 a month. Four bedrooms, uh-huh. though. That's pretty impressive. True. I mean, but that like, that's gives you another idea that this is one of ten apartments. Oh, it's two bedrooms, four this rooms should... total. I forgot that New York is weird. Yeah, New York is stupid. Um, <laughs> but still, that's giant. So it's if it's two bedrooms, four rooms, that means that the living room and then the kitchen. Got it, got it, got it. I don't know. There's just, and why, like, I'm sure that other apartments have been purchased and sold without the use of Street Easy. But I find this one that you're looking at very, very weird. And I find it odd the apartment GE has been rented so frequently. So I touched I touched one of it, the listing for one of, um, for GE, one of GE's listings. And this is on the bottom floor. Okay, so GE, what is, um, oh, Ground E, that makes perfect sense. Ground, like, ground E, Ground Edison, I don't know. Uh, ground Edison. Um, oh, okay, we've got a little like, backyard, some cobbles. Mm-hmm. A doghouse. You're gonna see like a photo with a dude in it. I'm pretty sure he's real. And then the second to last photo oh, no. is kind of creepy to me. No. For those of you that 
like, oh, by the way, all dear audience, all of these photos are still on Street Easy. So what's weird about apartment GE is the excessive use of bars on the inside of all doors and windows. You're now, right. it looks like this apartment is on the ground floor. And according to New York law, all first floor apartments are required to have bars on the outside of all windows and external doors, like to like back porches or balconies. Because if a child is under the age of 10 is living in that apartment, it becomes a requirement. So it could very easily be in accordance to that law. However, it's just kind of odd that they're on the inside like that. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't know. I just think that it's fucking creepy. Yeah, the implication of we're not trying to keep others out, we're trying to keep something in is very I know. spooky. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that man is yeah, real. Look He's wearing like North Face. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see that these are large apartments so yeah. this house she's got range like she's gigantic um, I mean, large for new york apartments yes very true i paid i had a uh, i had a one bedroom one bathroom apartment here in albuquerque in 2016 and i paid 735 for it just for reference and i live in a three bedroom <laughs> on the upper west side of manhattan and my share of the rent is 900 yeah. Anyway, well, like this whole apartment is the bitter. same size as my first apartment, and it's four thousand four hundred dollars. Yup. How do you exactly. even make that much money a month? How do these people? Well, I mean, it's probably location is the reason why it's gone oh, it's up Greenwich so much Village. in like money. Yeah, it's Greenwich Village. Yeah, the whole thing's in Greenwich Village. That's where Washington Square Park is. All right, I forgot about that from the last episode. It's okay. How could you keep track? I talk about many a thing. You do. So, those are just fun to look at because very often I feel like we talk about buildings and you don't get to see like the weird. No, I like. That. inside that workings cool. of it so that was very cool those are fun um but since becoming a set of 10 apartments in 1937 we've had some interesting people live in the apartments and the most talked about has to be actress jane bryant bartell oh, another great name another great name i know i'm hitting them out of the park <laughs> so she and her husband moved into the top floor apartment of the building which used to serve as the servants quarters which is interesting because in things like Downton Abbey and the fabulous show Bridgerton, which I just wrote, um, we normally see servants' quarters in the bottom of floors of buildings, nope. like below ground level. Nope. In Downton Abbey, in Downton Abbey, they're, um, the servants' quarters are in the attic. They are? I thought they were in the basement. That's where like, no, the they, kitchen they, is. No, the kitchen is in the basement, and so is, like, the servants' hall, but the servants' quarters, the bedrooms, are on the top floor. Oh, okay, never mind. So it, it okay, so it is the same talk, because oh, I was you... going to say, I know that in, no, where are you? What is it? <laughs> Dude, I was going to ask you if you wanted to hear a fun fact about Victorian staircases. <laughs> this is the Victorian era, Abby. Yeah. Yes, sweetie. No, I want to know. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay. Tell me the fun fact about Victorian staircases. Just while we're talking about servants. So it was mm -hmm. very common for your main staircase to be very uniform, very pretty, very well built. Because, you know, it's a main staircase. They're very expensive. Mm -hmm. But the servant staircases were usually not very well built the steps themselves were usually not uniform or they were too high or like sometimes they varied in height they varied in width and it was actually a huge oh like major cause of death for victorian servants <gasps> was falling down staircases and they carrying like heavy like trays and shit it's a real problem oh my god because the, you you like depth perception is yeah different. and like you're trying to hurry That's and if every single step is different you're gonna f well i mean we've learned from the time that one of the stairs was different in the subway and i fell down that shit. <laughs> oh my so <laughs> my coffee survived though and that's what matters that is but what matters how's your foot by the way is it better my foot's fine it's great i'm no, glad, I'm glad you've recovered because i was worried you were gonna die 
oh my god, that was the worst day ever. But <laughs> that's, well, it's been about a month because that happened the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So you're good. So we're good. My, my, my foot is fine, ladies and gents and non, non-binary pals. Um, so I didn't know that. Okay, because I thought in Downton Abbey and in like in Bridgerton, we see them like living in the basement because I didn't realize this, but in French style homes, it's like how you just said, how they live in like the top floor. Mm-hmm. Um, because have you ever seen Emily in Paris? I have not seen Emily in Paris. It looked awful. Okay, it's it's very cute, but the whole idea is that she's living in a like a redone building, and she lives in the apartment that used to be the servants' quarters. So it's very very small, and it's, and it's up floor. like an insane amount of stairs. Yeah, into na- downtown Abbey, mm-hmm. it's the attic. Um, I don't know about Bridgerton, but it is my understanding from the things that I've watched that you know you don't want people who live in the house don't want to climb that many stairs. So the reason you, and the reason you're like going up and down these stairs all the time is to get like way to the top of the place where you actually live and way to the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's just my understanding. I may be wrong though. So. No, but that makes total sense. But see, I thought that they were in the basement for the same reasoning that they like, they didn't want to, you know, you wanted them, well, not like literally beneath you, but kind of. (laughs) Well, you don't have to have a full basement where you kind of do have to have a full attic if you're going to have that whole floor. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And if you're going to have like that shape to it, I guess you'd have a giant fucking attic. So I stand happily corrected. (laughs) But, but building style aside, there's one thing we all know for damn certain is that the servant's quarters is where all the hot goss and drama lives. Oh, yeah. So... If Jane Bryant Bartell and her husband moved into the top floor apartment, while I can't say that it's that unknown apartment for sure, it kind of seems like it would be. Because mm-hmm. 4W, that's what that apartment is. And so... For the sake of the story. Another one. Mm-hmm. For the sake of the story, the unknown apartment that I showed you, that's the one that she lived in. Mm-hmm. And I could be absolutely correct. But... <laughs> Right after Bartell and her husband moved into the apartment, Bartell is quoted saying that she felt a monstrous moving shadow that loomed up behind her. And the unexplainable doesn't stop there. Luckily, we know all of this information because of Bartell's, um, of Bartell's experiences because she, she wrote a book, Hmm. um, and it's it's titled Spindrift, Spray from a Psychic Sea. (laughs) Alliteration. (laughs) Alliteration. And this details all of her struggles with the paranormal. Bartell wrote about a consistent brush against the back of her neck that would appear at random times during the day and evening when she lived there. Like, it wasn't consistent. Mm -hmm. It would just happen. Well, it was consistent, but it wasn't constant. Right. Sorry. I know words. So it would just happen randomly throughout the day. At times, Bartell reported smelling rotting odor through her apartment, but was never able to identify the cause of the scent. And things spiking in the apartment, things spiked in the apartment when Bartell saw a vision of a man in her living room and she reached out to touch him. Huh. And like, no judgment, Bartell, but what the fuck are you doing? Like, if there's a ghosty looking <laughs> man in your apartment, don't try to touch him. Well, because like, like, best case scenario, he's an intruder. Yeah, that's the, that's the best case scenario. Like, yeah, like, don't, don't be like, out. oh, burglar. <laughs> let me touch you we could be friends like no you're not going to gain some sort of sense of understanding by reaching out and touching this ghosty looking man in your living room yeah no don't do it you're gonna die (laughs) so she wrote that she had reached out to touch this vision of the man and she touched a substance without any substance according to bartell the figure was chilly and damp to the touch and was synonymous to what touching like mist or maybe a cloud might feel like Oh, okay. um, or you know if you're one of us just like you know the air coming out of your humidifier i was literally about to be like my humidifier yeah 
<laughs> Touch that. I'm a desert bitch. I've never actually seen fog. I'm obsessed with the concept. I've never actually oh, I love seen fog. it. So I just fill my house right. with humidifiers. And I'm like, look, we're in a swamp. <laughs> An artificial swamp, but a swamp nonetheless. Nonetheless. After Bartel's run-in with Mr. Ghosty Ghost, she called in a paranormal expert and a medium to come and investigate her apartment. The medium reported feeling many dead things under the floorboards, but was unsure of what they could be. She reported feeling a young girl and a young cat underneath the floorboards nope. as well. Nope. And here's my thing. I'm no building doctor or anything. <laughs> I'm a map doctor. <laughs> I'm a map doctor. I'm no building doctor. But if you live in an apartment, most of the time, your floor is somebody else's ceiling. Mm. That's how this works. No, so I sure forgot about how apartment people... buildings work. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, don't you think that there are many people in my floorboards? Like if we're being... Like, technically. Oh, like, like I live on do the top you mean, floor, like, so. spiritually? No, but, like, physically, they're they're technically in my floorboards. They're down there. Oh, I thought you meant, like, like telltale heart, like, under your floorboards. And I was like, there's not that much well, space in your floor. Trust me, I can hear everybody upstairs. Well, that's, and that's what I think they're insinuating, but that's what I'm saying, is that it ain't that deep. Yeah, literally. yeah. And <laughs> if you're in an apartment building, who could be in your floorboards other than the apartment below you? So in that case... Yeah, like, no, I got you That doesn't now. mean, like, you know, I'm sure that there are many people living in my floorboards, but that doesn't mean they're, like, dead or haunting me. It just like, means the they're downstairs. downstairs sure, There's a little girl people. and a young like, cat. That makes perfect sense. They're yeah. my neighbors. Yeah, I'm with you now. I thought mm-hmm. you meant, like, physically exactly. in the floorboards. And I was like, what are you talking like, what about? What kind of building do you live in? What's <laughs> happened to Manhattan? I mean, maybe. Yeah. But considering that the walls are paper thin, I'm not going to bet a whole lot of money on no, that. I don't think so. So. I don't think so. Nonetheless, the couple attempted to cleanse the house, but were incredibly unsuccessful. So they did the next best thing, and they moved to 16 West 10th Street. (laughs) And we know, you know, ghosts can't go through walls or nothing, but uh, they can. (laughs) And she did not gain any peace moving next door. And so they eventually up and left the area. And like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, you can't, if you're being haunted, the building that's literally touching your building... Well, I mean, Probably like... Probably haunted. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm Haunted saying. adjacent. Haunted adjacent. It's, it's yeah. Yeah. By proxy. Here's my thing. If I were... If this were happening to me, I would not immediately assume it was a ghost. Like, when I say I'm a skeptic, that's what I mean. I do not ever immediately assume something is a ghost. Yeah, me either. So, if, like, I'm feeling something brush my neck, I'm gonna be like, okay, the, it's breezy in here. It's weird. Let's move. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, okay, there's something available in the next building over. Yeah, let's get the fuck out of this unit, because it's probably this unit. And then I think you could even venture to say, you know, if these two buildings are touching, they were probably built around the same time, or at least, like, in the same decade. Yeah, whatever. The same problem you might have been having could understandably stretch next door. You know, if there's breezy, weird... Yeah, just saying, like, you know... That ain't much of a reach for me. Yeah. Like, it ain't that deep, you know? Yeah, Um, whether it's a ghost or, like, a coding problem... I can understand yeah. that next door would still have that problem. Yeah, Either way. It's not, if you know, just saying. Mm-hmm. Assuming that you and the buildings that you live in around you were all built in the same time, you're all going to probably have similar issues. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, you know. Thank you for putting um, my super but... long rant into a simple sentence. I appreciate you. I got you, fam. I got you. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. Um, 
So I get, you know, I can't blame her for leaving. However, the curse of the building may have stayed attached to Bartell because Jane Bryant Bartell died under mysterious circumstances just a few weeks after finishing the manuscript about her time spent in the house. (gasps) I love a good death under mysterious circumstances. Um, I do. I I do love it. I I mean, like, I feel bad for her. Like, I don't want people to die. But like, from a literary point of view, I love it. Oh, it's just mm, chef's kiss. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Like, of Mm -hmm. course you like, what was haunting you that they were like, I'm going to tell the story. And it was like, time to kill you. Um, (laughs) But not until you get this to your publisher. Right? Not until, because it was obviously published. Yeah, so so oddly convenient. But, um, and while, like, reports of ghosts are often hard to believe, we unfortunately do have proof of a real monster that once lurked the halls of this apartment building. What? Um, we're gonna get a little murdery, so just Uh, content warning there. Tell me Um, everything you know. I will. Because I have a whole paragraph on it. In November of 1987, around 7 a.m., police were called to 14 West 10th Street to the, apo- to the apartment of Joel Steinberg. Steinberg was a former New York criminal defense attorney and lived in the apartment with his two children and wife. However, police were called to the apartment early that morning due to the report of a child not breathing. No. Upon their arrival, no. unfortunately, yeah, we're just gonna we're, mm-hmm, we're just you gonna go right in. You didn't say it was that kind of murder. No, I feel like it's, a dickhead. It's, no, it's that kind of murder. It's all right, fam. You didn't know. Um, neither did I until I started doing the research. Um, <laughs> upon their arrival, police found Lisa Steinberg, six years old, unconscious on the floor, and another child covered in dirt and filth that was tied to a playpen. Jesus fuck. The night before, mm-hmm, the night before Steinberg, while on a cocaine bender, beat Lisa and left her bruised on the bathroom floor before leaving for the evening. Unfortunately, um... And it wasn't until the next day that the cops were called by his wife. Um, Like, the next morning. That sucks. Unfortunately, um, Lisa was taken to the hospital and was declared brain dead and died a few days later. Um, Steinberg was charged with first-degree manslaughter of his daughter. Manslaughter? But he was actually released. Yeah. Fucker. Mm Mm-hmm. He was released from prison in 2004. What the fuck? Yeah. Yup. He's apparently kept a very low profile ever since then. Can't imagine why. He's, like, in construction or something like that. Fuck her. Um, he was a defense lawyer, well, how, did you say? Yes, he was a New York criminal defense attorney. Okay, so I guess he thought he could get away with it. I guess. Um, Don't do cocaine however, and murder during, your children. That's, like, honestly, like, I shouldn't have to tell people yeah, that. you think that that <laughs> would be common knowledge. That's like a bare minimum shit right there. God, like, I'm so excited about like shit. a dramatic Agatha Christie style murder, and you're like, I'm children. so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, the only saving grace is that be- during the court proceedings, it became clear that Steinberg had not had not legally adopted either of his children. Hmm. So the other child was moved away and lives safely to this day without Aww. any contact or like Steinberg doesn't doesn't know who they are. Um, and thank God. Yeah, no kidding. Um, however, after the horrendous murder of Lisa Steinberg, tenants have reported a quiet living at 14 West 10th Street. However, reports of ghosts in this building are still told today from small gray cats that wander in and around the property to visions of young women in long gowns that go up and down the shared stairwell of the building. Oh, yes. See, this is what I'm here for. Exactly. Wait, wait, wait. So, One... so, so, so he murdered, there's a little girl who's murdered. 
And she's not even mm-hmm. a ghost? She's not even one of the ghost stories? Well, that's the thing. She could be the little young girl that we've heard about, but there's reports of a young girl before that. So right. Okay, okay. Who's to say? Who's to say? Not yeah, us. it seems odd that Mark Twain would haunt the building instead, but I guess maybe <laughs> he didn't know where else to go. He was like, listen, my last place, I like the people there. <laughs> the place before <laughs> yeah, that, I don't know. I've just, I feel I like this is bitches. where the place is to be. Is this you one know, apartment like, I for a year? These fuckers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I like right, Greenwich I mean... Village for my final haunting place. But you know what? They say the same thing about the building that Edgar Allan Poe lived in around Washington Square Park for like only a few years. They're like, he haunts that one too, and I'm like, does he or did he just live there for a twa- for a time? Like, well, don't isn't like George Wa- not George Washington? Jesus fuck! I know the presidents, guys. Wasn't Abraham Lincoln said <laughs> to vote? <laughs> to vote i don't know god damn it did you know that abe lincoln voted in the last election plot twist or allowed a god damn it okay i'm starting this sentence over please said that abraham lincoln haunts the white house i guess he died in office but he didn't die in office like literally no he died in the building across the street from the um from the theater See? You know what? I know a lot about Abe Lincoln. That might be a fun episode. That would be just a fun episode. deep love for Abraham Lincoln. That's seems just, weird. Seems, seems niche. Weird. Maybe um, for like, for the inauguration, we'll do like, President Lore. <laughs> <laughs> President Lore. That might be fun. I mean, why the fuck not at this point? Like, what are we even doing? At this point, honestly, <laughs> and like, here's the thing. Like, you can't talk about President Lore and not bring up national treasures. So oh, God. I'm so excited. Okay. Sorry, were you, not, you were, were you, did saying. You, did Sydney not talk about enough films for y'all? Did Sydney not? Yeah, did I not list enough things I like in the last episode and that was the whole fucking episode? <laughs> it was brilliant. I loved it. Thank you. So, one of the tenants who lived, has lived in next door. So, he's lived in 16 West 10th Street. Which, as we know, months. is also apparently haunted. Also, evidently. Apparently, though, my man's good. So, he said... That he has heard a lot of weird things next door, as well as his own building, but nothing has ever been able to scare him off. All right. However, he does claim that he has seen women, like women especially, who visit that apartment building and then leave quickly and never return. Which is an odd thing to note, next door neighbor. Like, Mm -hmm. this is some weird rear window bullshit. What are you doing with your life? He's retired. He's bored. You can only read so many murder mysteries. Yeah. And so... Unfortunately, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, dude. So that's 14 West 10th Street, which is famously nicknamed the House of Death. It got that nickname, I think, because of Joel Steinberg and all of that. Yeah, I know Um, that name. I wonder if I've heard that story. Like it wouldn't surprise me if you had. Yeah. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. And by a lot, I mean two. Yeah. Yeah, and by a lot, I mean one. (laughs) I listen Um, to two. And, like, people, you know, it's it has a very dark name, but it it probably isn't Man- Manhattan's most haunted house. A lot of people say that the Merchant's House Museum um, is the most haunted um, place in New York, but we, should cover we might be able one. to cover that another day. Anon. Um, um, so anon. How did you hear about it? You know what? I googled haunted places in New York City. You know what? That's how I got that's... to the Washington Square Park episode. <laughs> that's also how we got the... the uh... 
The well episode, the Manhattan well episode. And who doesn't love that? Who doesn't love some good well content? Just a little insight into the creative process over here at the Friends of Folklore. Yeah, is that we, we Google shit and then hope for the best. Not not with the pirate episode, though. I had a lot of books on hand. I think like, way you more books than You had a I lot. I had a lot of books on yeah, hand. Yeah, that was... You have a lot of books on hand. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. My favorite still thing is just, my name is Clemens and I have a problem here. I gotta settle. Like, <laughs> like what, is, what it? is it? You mad the You landlord? and that wood kindling? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, what the fuck? It's the dumbest thing. I think it's so dumb that people are like, well, he lived here, so clearly he has to haunt it. It's like, no. He probably lived a lot of places. I think he lived to a pretty old age. Yeah, he lived, like, to, to quite an age. I mean, when so you think kind of, of Mark stupid. Twain, when you think of Mark Twain, you think of, like, a white-haired... Like, here, I'm gonna look this up. Do you know how, where his name comes from, Mark Twain? Um, isn't Twain, isn't, so it's Mark One, Mark Twain, Yeah, right? exactly. That's how you pull rope. Yeah, on a, on a I'm sorry, you, do you want to explain that better? No. No, that's it. Okay, great. So that's how rope works on boats. He was 74. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he had lots of places he lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, that's my thing, is it's like, I, I fucking doubt it. Like, yeah. he died in Connecticut. Yeah, he Why died in Connecticut. would he... Why would he just, like, wander around haunting some place in New York City just for, like, shits and gigs? His brother's name was Orion. That's cool. Sydney, what is with you in names? I mean, like, I know what's with you in names, but, like, specifically today, what's going on there? You know, I've started rewriting an old story of mine, and so I've got the beginnings on the the mind. Yeah, I feel you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, well. So, yeah. That's that's the story of 14 West 10th Street. I thought we'd I thought we'd ease into this year. I'm yeah. very tired. I think the holidays have got us all oh, all in a tizzy. Election. I don't know about y'all. Like right now we're like oh my God. two days away from the runoff election. By the time this comes out, that'll be over. And I would like to congratulate. Also, speaking of some dope ass names, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock. Hello. Like, okay. Yeah. We're doing what we need to do for the American people, and I respect it. Yeah, I, can, I would like to congratulate our new Democratic senators in Georgia. Yeah, are you just, like, speaking it? Is I'm just, like, I'm, I'm fucking it? manifesting this because I can't deal with this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay, where can they find us? Yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great question. We're doing great. So if you want to find us, if you want more of this for some <laughs> godforsaken reason, you can find us on social media by searching Friends of Folklo. That's Friends of Folklore without the R-E. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have a habit of not posting the same thing on every single page, so it's kind of fun to find out what's different. It's like a build your own um, adventure. It's like a build your own adventure with how is Abby feeling today and what <laughs> random platform does she want to post on today. That's how it is. And then please, I mean, this is a new year, Friends of Folklore. We have a lot going on. There's so many amazing new listeners. And so email us. Yes. We want to know your scary stories so we can get them spooky Tuesdays rolling out strong for the year email us at the friends of folklore at gmail.com and happy 2021 2021 no i just did it because you don't know what year it is apparently i mean i know it's been, like, i don't know what days. year it is i'm like 2020 like i just want to erase the last one from my memory forever it's so funny because the other day i looked at somebody i was like oh what a year right and i was like the second and i'm like mm, we're doing good we're off to a good start no yeah my january has been really difficult so far honestly this january seems like it'll never end am i right i feel like that's always how it is though is that january is gonna take like 18 and a half years and then it'll be yeah like done in like a motherfucking then it'll be second. like june suddenly yeah suddenly hopefully by june we're all better people <sighs> and we're all vaccinated not that seems like a dig at you but it's not <laughs> 
could be a dig at me. That's fine. I hope <laughs> by then rights. you figure out how to not be such a piece of garbage. I hope by then you figure your shit out, Sydney. <laughs> and um, thanks for being a friend of folklore. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye.